Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled. I am Peter, that is Tara, and we are going to talk about The Twilight Zone, Season 1, Episode 7. It is called Not All Men. And full spoilers for the episode, of course. This is the new Twilight Zone as well. This is the, you know, because me and Tara also do the classic Twilight Zone once a week. So I need to specify, this is the 2019 uh, Twilight Zone. And uh, this episode, uh, no, you have no points for guessing the message of this episode. Even just hearing the title, you know what the message is. Yeah, there's no subtext here. No. Joe is <laughs> so, so weird about this, this season of Twilight Zone is that I feel like we're going back and forth between the message being painfully obvious to the message being so obscure and hard to Indeed. decipher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I've gotten is. angry at some of the episodes because I just, I, I keep trying to figure it out what the message is or trying what I'm supposed to get from it. And it just makes me angry. It's like the end of the second Matrix. <laughs> yeah, watching the architect like try to explain to you what's happening and you just feel so dumb <laughs> yeah you're not the first one there's been many a one uh so i was hopeful for this one just because i like two of the cast members specifically um at uh, uh, Tasia Formiga, maybe Tasia Formiga. I've still, I've never learned how to say her name, admittedly. Uh, the younger sister of uh, Vera Formiga, uh, who I've seen in a bunch of movies. She was in The Final Girls. She was in, uh, was, I mean, unfortunately, she was also in The Nun, but she, she's been in a bunch of st- stuff uh, that I've really liked. And so she, she's the lead character in this. She plays Annie. And then we have Rhea Seahorn from Better Call Saul, who I love on that show, uh, who plays her, uh, her bigger sister uh, named uh, Martha. Which is a fine name for 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 a woman, fine name. So they, <laughs> so the premise of this episode is that uh, Annie is at work and she's she's you know just trying to do her job. She's doing very well and she's kind of yeah asked out and I, I wouldn't say it's overly aggressive, but it's just a little bit pushy, right? Not not a little bit, yeah. Not 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 on like an obscene level, but just just a little bit like sort of pushing us from this this guy who works there to say hey come over and watch this meteor shower with me tonight and she mm-hmm. kind of gives in although she does seem kind of receptive to it well she kind of smiles she seems like she is genuinely a little bit excited by the prospect you go, go on this date yeah meteors go over uh, one lands near one lands in the water tower they go and you know he picks up uh, one up and they're, they're kind of bantering and it seems normal and they're sitting on the couch the fireplace is roaring the music's you know hello is it me you're looking for <laughs> Lionel Richie's playing and you know they're kissing it's going okay and then he just starts to and i think it was a really neat trick in the camera work here where there was an over the head shot that i thought really made it feel claustrophobic and every time he got in closer it felt like it was getting uncomfortable yeah Um, and he starts he starts pushing too far and she she makes it kind of very clear she doesn't want to go any further tonight but he keeps pushing and pushing and he eventually kind of backs off as if oh imagine that i was doing that you know i'm sorry but at this point he's already grabbed her arm he's already kind of uh like well you don't want to you know attitude changes and then when she leaves she turns around and sees him wreck things in the house he's like smashing his he's like uh he's you know like it's his his turntable he's smashing and he's just Mm -hmm. angry and then the the premise from there is that these meteors are affecting the men and they're all turning into the worst possible aggressive versions of of themselves that they could be and it you know it's, it sort of builds slowly at first it's, it's, she thinks it's just him and then they're out for drinks with her and her sister and some friends and other men start acting up and it goes from there it's, it's kind of like a almost a zombie apocalypse but it's just the men get really aggressive yeah you can see it something seems to be contagious about it yeah and you're watching them like yeah basically go full rage mode so with that said with the premise clearly 
to find. Tara, mm-hmm. did you enjoy Not All Men? Uh, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> what's Joe, Joe, Joe sad about this is that I actually think the first 10 minutes... There, there I was, loved the opening scene. I really did. There, there yeah. was hope. Because there, there was these little directorial touches that I liked. And it, it was like the way when he kept... Because the shot from behind on the couch when they're kissing, it just feels romantic. But it goes to this over-the-head yeah. shot and it feels uncomfortable. Like he's getting in, like uncomfortably close. And the other little touch of light is that it really emphasizes on her arm that she's got like a bruise where he's grabbed her. Mm-hmm. And when she goes to see her little brother, uh, or no, her nephew, sorry, it's her nephew. Um, nephew. Uh, and he's like 15 or whatever. And she, she's, you know, she, they, they, they see me get on, you know, they like talking to each other. And she is like, oh, hey, you've you gotten big since the last saw you. And he's like, and she kind of casually mentions uh, at one point that she was on a date. And he kind of does this like sort of joke punch in the arm, right? But it's in the same spot the bruise is in, and, right? And yeah. it was because so much of this 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 show all season has been not subtle, and maybe this isn't subtle per se, but I like just the the implication here that he could become just like him because he's punched yeah. her in that same spot. I, I felt there was subtext to that moment that I liked, mm-hmm. and then it's all gone, and then and then it all <laughs> goes away, and I was still hopeful it might sort of pick back up. And then it got to the the happy birthday, and that's where the episode just went into the toilet. Yeah, it really did. I really had high hopes for this one as well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is probably the most like social commentary episode of Twilight Zone of the season, even though there has been quite a few episodes like that. Well, I, th- I think this and uh, replay are probably even in terms of. Yeah social commentary quota as it was aware yeah um but this one uh I, it really starts off strong i love the opening quite a bit uh it, it it is very uncomfortable it seems um just very invasive because of the way it's filmed and the, even the the way it's it's written is just very smart and uh the, the way she tries to get out of it, saying, oh, I need to work, and you know, you just you said it yourself. Yeah. I'm, I'm a, I'm a like, I can really horse. see myself in that in that character, like trying to to not be rude, even though somebody is being aggressive to you. Like, mm. you still don't want to make them angry for some reason. Like, it, it she reacts in a way that's very realistic and um, very true to the character that we had seen in the opening scene in the office where she's just taking on all these responsibilities because she can't say no. And that's ultimately another arc for her by the end. But yeah. it's a, uh, yeah, it really takes a turn and sort of becomes goofy, which is very unfortunate for an episode like this that's trying to take on so much heavy social commentary, especially in a time of yeah. Me Too. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to be down on an episode that has that much weight on it. <laughs> it's it, it gets too schlocky. I, I think. And what yeah, upsets me is a good word. <laughs> what upsets me about it is that the, the first half I was talking about these little directorial touches, well, not subtle, I thought were very effective in what they were telling me. Mm-hmm. I think once it, it tries to go a bit more apocalyptic and and what's happening yeah. in this town, it lo- like that direct. It's almost like they switched out directors. I mean, who directed it this? It felt very amateur, almost. Um, like who's the, who's the oh, who's the director? Oh, it doesn't have a director listed in IMDb. They don't know. Okay, um, so. It felt like, especially when I got to that happy birthday thing where they come back, because you know, at first the, the, the brother-in-law character, uh, you know, uh, Martha's husband, he, he seems fine you know, when we first meet him. He's, he's at dinner, they're just, you know, having conversation, whatever. 
and they come back to the house and there's this whole tense scene where they're being followed by this biker. He's just doing this thing where when they leave the bar, this biker's like, oh, don't ignore me, bitch. And he's like, he's getting aggressive because she's not giving him attention. And then he follows yeah. him home. And they do other things where the husband tries to blame them for like leading them on and, you know, just very obvious kind of things they're doing with the with the, the commentary. But it's this point in the episode where after he goes out and beats the biker to death, the idea that he's also being very aggressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he comes back in and it's clear that they have to be scared of him too because he's, he's covered in blood, he's holding this knife, he's like, oh, you're not doing your birthday cake yet. And he starts singing happy birthday with the candles lit. And it's mm-hmm. just this generic, cheap horror movie kind of coverage and like... He's meant to be creepy because he's singing "Happy Birthday," and it felt like just a shoehorn. It's like this. This did not need to turn into a, a, a lowbrow horror movie in the back half, and that's what it does. Yeah, it's so it's so unfortunate. You know, I I liked a little bit of what they were saying in the scene where Martha had a difficult time accepting that Mike was this way, also mm-hmm. her husband. Like, you know, it, it could be difficult for somebody to see that. Um, they're actually in a relationship that is very aggressive or abusive I, do I when, think they're, it, when do, they're in it. You know, that that was kind of interesting, but... I think the problem with that, though... Too, it's just too clunky. It's clunky. I think the problem with that message, though, there... It, it, well, I like that, that idea of, like, having trouble accepting that someone is, like, this deep down or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Is I don't think we get enough of him to actually know that that's true. I think the episode is really there's there's a there's a scene at the end that kind of tries to back back end some explanation into this, but up until this point, it's very unclear if the men that are doing this are d- deep down like this and this is just bringing it out, or is the meteor mm-hmm. just making them do this? Like this is like, this not they're not in control. They're they're not, you know, like. It's just like a zombie. You don't blame the person for being a zombie. They're just a zombie. <laughs> like, yeah, it's unclear at that point. Like, are they in some way to blame? And eventually, the the nephew character who almost goes berserk, fights it back, and he has this moment where he says, "Well, that's the strange thing. I didn't fight it. I just chose not to. It was a choice." Yeah. And yeah, and everyone at this point thinks it's the meteor that's causing it, but he had a piece of the meteor in his mm. pocket all night. So, and it's not actually the meteor that's doing it yeah <laughs> and what gets me about this as well is that okay your title's not all men and not all men as a phrase is typically something people it's a negative phrase right it's a phrase that's used by people to try and say hey i'm not like that right not all men hashtag right yeah to actually kind of turn around and have the end of the episode be no seriously not all men <laughs> felt kind of weird to me <laughs> Yeah. Like, like, because I think what you could do with that character, which would approach like a, a, some smart commentary, is the idea that he does have to resist that urge because that's what all the other men around him want him to be. Like the idea of toxic yeah, masculinity. They're, they're suggesting that it's it's the aggressive masculine masculinity that is the part that's contagious. Because mm. you see that scene in the bar where one guy gets really aggressive, and then because he's aggressive, all the other and start being aggressive and then it's out of control at that point so it, it's suggesting that all men are capable of this aggression but you have to choose to to just ignore it but i mean it's it's a fine concept for for an episode um especially in this time and i think i think there's a lot there that could work but it's just it, the execution is just so clunky and it it seems i don't know if it's just poorly written or poorly directed or both i, I think it's, it's, i think it's both I, I think 
because there's moments where I can see kind of what they're going for. I'm like, oh, I get mm-hmm. what you're doing with this moment. Like, because at one point, the other guy who worked at the company, to who was kind of like the boss, he finds him in an alleyway after, after chaos is brought in. It's kind of like an apocalyptic scene, right? He finds him in an mm-hmm. alley and he's like, hey, hey, I'm, I'm not infected. I'm not infected. And I thought, I thought what the scene was going to do was have them say look you seem like you're okay but we don't have we have no way of knowing if you are because what one of the lines early on in the episode um uh, the, the nephew says is like oh it's a shame you, can, you can't tell which guys are going to be assholes right and yeah I, I thought the point of the scene was going to be that ultimately they like you know, the, the idea being that women have to treat all men like potential threats until they know them well enough because anyone could be a threat right you know a stranger yeah can be a threat you don't know they may be the nicest person in the world but you just kind of have to be on defensive to a point because you have to be and i thought the scene was going to yeah. say that and it, it didn't really say anything <laughs> no he just gets like he just gets mauled to death <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's almost a comedy like death scene where, where the, you know, oh, the, 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 the great... there, there is a part where it turns into like a straight up comedy there's like uh the scene where her and her sister are hiding like at a mailbox and there's a meteor there and she picks it up her sister picks it up and martha is like squeezing it hoping for like superpowers mm. or something and then nothing happens and then it zooms in onto like this fountain <laughs> with all these men just like throwing water on each other and they're sort of being <laughs> aggressive but then there's like but they're also kind of just having a good time and yeah. there's operatic music playing and to, to go back to the, sh- the schlockerish right after this the guy who owns the gas station they're at walks out with a chain that has a bit of meteor at the end of it yeah <laughs> and i'm like what are we doing now i don't know it was, it was weird and then because because there's a point where when the husband goes out to beat up the baker that followed him home uh like they're kind of not letting them in the house and the husband's just banging on the door and he's just yelling in a very sort of you know polite way martha oh martha because no one would ever scream Martha in an angry voice. That's never happened in the history of the universe. So clearly they can't do that. You just can't say that name in an angry voice. We're never going to get away from BVS. <laughs> hey, I pro- I promised you that I'd put a different spin on it. I didn't just start doing the impression, all right? Different spin. Right. But, but no shit, how can I not think about it when he's actually he's buying it and they're going, Martha! 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 <laughs> <laughs> that is a scene in this episode so you know what i'm i'm taking it yeah and i mean they try to throw in some more like they're not not everybody but you know there were a couple of red hats in there and it's hard not to make that connection oh sure it's a uh, yeah it's, it's a very shallow episode i think for a subject that could be a lot deeper and it it could be a great twilight zone episode too um, but it's just too, yeah, it, it comes off very amateur and, and like do, do I the it? beginning is so strong and by the end is just so bonk, bonk on the head. Like, oh, yeah. yeah we get it. But like... do, do you know what I hate though? Is I actually think the final moment with the characters is actually <laughs> conceptually a great idea of how to end the episode, right? Forget everything that happens I in agree. the middle. I think the moment where they're leaving that tent where they're getting tested and the soldiers like, hey, I need to see your ID. Why he needs to see their ID to leave the tent? I don't know. But he needs to see their ID. And they show their IDs, and and Annie shows her ID, and he takes it mm-hmm. off of her, and he looks at it and goes, "Hey, you'd be a lot prettier if you smiled." And she's like, "What did you say?" He's like, "Go on, smile for me." And there's like a sort of like tense moment of pause, and then she goes, "No," like that is the perfect moment to end the story on. The problem is, is that everything in between that and the first couple of scenes is schlocky as shit and just over the top. Yeah. And men are like, 
oh <laughs> and and I, I i get i get to a point like you want to say that this this is what it's like to walk around in a world full of men right <laughs> this is this is how dangerous it it can feel at times and i get the statement they're yeah. going for but it just it feels so schlocky that any like because like i said i think the first couple of scenes there's, there's some interesting nuance in there it's not subtle but there's some nuance sure and i don't know it, it just kind of goes down the toilet and once once it gets because that scene with the birthday cake when he's singing happy birthday it's you know it's low light and just the candles i've got this extreme close-up underneath his chin as he's like saying mm-hmm. happy birthday to you it just <laughs> yeah that's the that was the moment that was the moment for me where it went down the toilet. Yeah. Sa- yeah, it's it's a real shame. <laughs> Sadly, this is still probably better than like half the episodes of the season. You know, I can't disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I mean, I do like some of them. I thought Rewind was was okay, like it as far as its social commentary goes, but it kind of loses its way at the end. As a as a coherent episode of a story, yeah. Yeah, and you know some of the some of the message I think was lost by it. Uh, comedian is still probably pretty like pretty up there, even though that one also was a bit confusing. Um, I did like last week's episode, although I had problems with the with the execution as well. But this one is just it's just sad to watch. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Maybe we would like it more if we weren't watching great episodes of the Twilight Zone currently, just by watching the '50s ones. I don't think so. I, I think honestly, honestly, that a big part of the problem is is that I, I do think conceptually you have to just a couple of things here, but I think the choices and performances, uh, not necessarily from the actors, but I, I'm I'm thinking direction here. I think how how like just just think of that happy birthday scene. If you take yeah. out like the creepy singing and you just like if you cover it in a way that feels slower and more of a build-up because the, the problem is is as soon as you go back to the house he's already like you know rah, like you know kill people you know bang yeah. bang like if it was more of a slow build where there was just little little things happening over the course of the night just little things where you'd see a, a yeah. line here or a, a little transgression there and i think that would work better for the episode because it would be more of a paranoia of whether or not she can trust any guy yeah, yeah, yeah. at that point it, it would it would seem much more grounded and it would also um, maybe feed into again the idea of like you don't know what men you can trust and what you can right in the real world right, right. this idea that like that he might be fine he might not be and a lot of people who are not might pretend they're okay for a while they might put up a front and you know present themselves yeah. as nice people as, as nice people you can trust and who aren't aggressive or, or whatever and th- this just turns into <laughs> Yeah. Hulk smash! That scene was just so stupid, though. Gosh. Yeah, and, and then the original guy who asked her out shows up at the... Because they go to get the nephew who's on a boat. And they show, he shows mm-hmm. up at the docks carrying an old chain with a meteor at the end of it. Apparently these are getting passed around. And he's singing Lionel Richie. And I, I started laughing. Cause, I mean, I, I find that song funny anyway just because uh, when I was in uni it was like a song everyone sang and made fun of. But mm-hmm. at the end of this one he's like... He's singing really slowly. He's like, Hello... <laughs> is it me you're looking for yeah just... uh yeah i don't know. i like the i like the main actress a lot i thought she was really good oh, i actually good. haven't seen her in anything else that no, i can I've think seen of her a bunch of, i'm gonna get a few I, I could only name two off the top of my head let me get her i am the bit up 
um, <laughs> to give you. Oh, she, oh, she was in the Bling Ring. I didn't like like that movie that much though. Um, but she's popped up in a lot of things. Yeah, Fail Girls. I really like her in. Um, she's I, really good. I I thought her performance was very subtle and. Yeah, pe- pe- um, people for the really record good. will know her. A lot of people know her from American Horror Story. I don't because I I hard quit that show. Uh, but yeah, I watched it. Yeah. But uh, it's fu- what I think is funny though is that her and because our big sister uh, Vera Farmiga, who of course is in the Conjuring movies, was the, mm-hmm. the her the, I'm familiar with. Yeah, the mom in uh, Bates Motel. I never watched. I didn't like that show that much from the first few episodes. Maybe it got better. People say it was good, but um, I think it's funny though that they're kind of as a pair becoming this older and younger like scream queen siblings. Um, yeah. And, uh, uh, for the, uh, they look so much alike. <laughs> I, I, I've always said that the first time I saw. Uh, Tessia Formiga and I saw her name I thought oh that must be her, uh, Vera's daughter and I don't mean that as an insult but there is a big age gap like, between them like, as, okay. as far as yeah. siblings go there is a huge age gap so I, I thought they were mother and daughter but they're not <laughs> that, that is the... I actually thought that too when I when I saw her name and her face because she looks yeah. so much like her yeah because Te- yeah. Tessia was born on uh, 1994 so she's what 25 this year I don't know and then Vera, I'll watch it with the differences again. Uh, Vera was born in 73. Yeah, she's old enough to be her mother. Okay. <laughs> she, she was 21 <laughs> when her sister was born. She, you know, So it was, it was a fair mistake to make. <laughs> sure, yeah. I, I immediately thought that as well. Yeah. Um, but her, I thought her acting was really great, but there was a lot of um, bad acting in this episode Oh, there was. Too. There was a lot of the, the... the nephew's boyfriend was pretty hard to watch. Yeah, in fact, the nephew himself <laughs> was fine in this. I actually saw him in a couple episodes of The Gifted. On I, I, we stopped, I stopped watching it, but he was on that and he was terrible in that show. <laughs> he was better oh, here, yeah. but he was garbage on that show. I um, thought he was fine in this. Yeah, no, his, whoever plays his boyfriend, whew, oh yeah, he was, he was bad. Um, <laughs> no, I mean Rhea Seahorn I thought was was solid. Uh, she, she's very good on Better Call Saul uh, and Formiga. I've liked and what I've seen. Um, I mean, I hated the nun, but that wasn't her fault. <laughs> that was that was everything else. Um, so I wanted this one to be good. <laughs> as, as I, I mean, I want them all to be good. Yeah, I partly because a heavy subject, so you don't want them to mess it up, but also because I, I like some of the cast. Like I, you know, and also because I, yeah. I finally want a good episode. I I want an episode of the show where I can say without any caveats. No, I like that. It was good, and there's none of them I can do yeah. that with. They're, they all have at least a caveat, if not, or just bad. Or I know. And it, you know, it's been renewed for season two. I just want to. I, I think I like the last one a lot because of the connections it has to the original show. Mm-hmm. And I want more of that. I want, like, if you can't get the writing right, then just take a concept from the original show and expand on that, you know, because at least you're working with Ross sterling in that case and his yeah. writing generally is pretty good <laughs> yeah writing writing and act so not acting writing and direction are the things that are the problem here just straight up those yeah. are the two things that are letting this down and they're letting it down consistently uh writing is probably even the bigger problem with the two because a lot of these have been really just what, 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 they look good yeah a lot of them look good some of them look good uh, I, I think they look good but some of the vision some of the actual directing and how they cover certain moments in terms of their their edits and shot choices are a bit weird um or cliched maybe is a better way to put it yeah um so that kind of sucks uh i assume you watch the next time on at the at the end 
Mm-hmm. Do I have, did. Do you have any idea what the next episode's about? Because I don't. <laughs> no. Uh, it looks kind of like a Matrix simulator, but um, I, 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 that I have no or, idea. Like brainwashing, and it's like she has to remember who she is before like the evil like guards do whatever they're going to do. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Or the bad scientist. Yeah. Even. Jennifer Goodwin and James Fran from Star Trek. That's cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a guy from, Star- the, from the hit television <laughs> show, Star Trek Discovery. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Another CBS All Access show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. He's just going around the show, isn't he? He's just like, hey, CBS, can you give me more work? Yep. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm excited to see him in something else other than Star Trek, just to see if he's any good. He was in a Tales from the Crypt that me and Tim watched recently. He's in a what? A Tales from the Crypt that me and Tim watched recently. No way. Yeah, he was much younger, obviously, but he was it was him. I recognized him right away. Oh, cool. All right. It was a terrible episode, but... <laughs> well, most of them are, <laughs> if I remember correctly. Uh, well, I think I think the ratio is pretty reasonable for the first like, three or four seasons, and then the back few seasons... Oh, boy. <laughs> it gets rough. <gasps> I guess rough. Um, but yeah, still looking forward to the next one. I, I haven't, I haven't given up on you, Twilight Zone. Oh, well, I'm not looking forward to. I've not been looking forward to these for weeks. I, I'm, I'm just watching it of morbid curiosity at this point, and because I enjoy <laughs> tearing it apart to an extent. I mean, I want them to. If one is good, I will. I will be ecstatic. I'll be ecstatic yeah. that it's good. But um, at this point, it's more of a morbid curiosity than anything else. So, and hey, it's, and it's just for us Fair to enough. talk about a dumb show. So. I guess we'll take that as a a win. Yep. All right, that is uh that has been episode seven of Twilight Zone. We have three left. We'll see you next week for 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 episode act. Tickle German on you for a second. Uh, so yeah, uh, let us know what you think of of the of the episode in the comments. You can like and subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on the Twitter's at mail underscore fuzz for channel updates. If you're on the audio version of the show, uh, on, on the almost cancelled TV review feed, please by all means on iTunes or whatever, uh, give us a, a five star rating and a review. It helps us out and you know gets the audio version out there for people on iTunes. Um, Tara, well, how can they support us? You can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash mildfuzztv you can donate as little as a dollar per month and that dollar gets you access to our exclusive content including a show that Peter and I do called The Ace which is our sci-fi movie podcast yeah um yeah <laughs> you can also check out our store oh yeah uh, I don't know what it is but you can go to the links below and the description that was in the description uh, that, was, that was very good. And you, you also get trains as well. You get choo-choo's. Uh, Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> it was just funny. It was as soon as I passed it over longer. to you. As soon as I passed it over to you, the, the train came in. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Uh, so yeah. Uh, thanks very much once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV, guys. In the Twilight Zone.